and uh, welcome to uh, Slip Cotton and your very own podcast. Uh, thank you very much for enjoying the last one. Uh, lots of uh, comments on uh, social media, and we really, really appreciate your love, affection, and your great comments. Uh, as usual, I have uh, my two very own uh, children here, um, <laughs> Chicken Tikka Masala, and uh, who's um, who's my biological son's friend, so Nosherwan and Nosh. Sorry. And uh, chicken tikka masala. Daniel, Daniel, and Nosherwan. Okay, Daniel and Nosherwan. So, and uh, of course, you know the show's name is Slip Cotton, and we are going to be discussing Pakistan's smashing victory, and of course, we're going to be touching upon a few other things, which is like uh, the India. Uh, uh, Australia and England, Sri Lanka victory, three zero victory for England. But the main topic. is going to be pakistan and the questions uh, you have sent during this week we are also be discussing some of them and keep sending sending them and we are going to be looking at the best ones and discussing them so pakistan after the debacle in uh, abu dhabi came back very strongly they lost that first test match from four runs away we going to be not discussing that too much everyone knows how the dagger was drawn through our hearts when pakistan lost that one by four runs mm-hmm. every cricket fan uh, there was a the definite uh, you know dagger through our hearts uh, so by winning this one they have sort of redeemed themselves a little bit the series now is at 1-1 fantastic performances by yasir shah uh, of course uh, babar uh, uh, he made this really good century his first sem- century at number 6 first century for pakistan in test match cricket uh, haris soil made a Uh, rather uh, you know a, a century was, which was uh, i think uh, over a day if i'm yeah. not wrong he took a lot of time but it is important like worth it in the end yes yes match yes yeah. match winning and azhar um, one once again unlucky uh, once again uh, run out and he was unlucky so he missed his century but he's been playing well he's in good form and now going to somerset but now let's just discuss that what is the sort of uh what must be going through the minds of the pakistani players guys mm-hmm. uh when they lost that uh, test match uh, and then there was so much criticism from all of us media everyone i think everyone got involved and what do you think they must have uh, done in the short period of 3 days or 4 days to recover and then to win this one see well i think uh, first of all since they're the pakistan cricket team mm. they're very famous for for you know there's this con- there's this saying now mm. uh, pakistan cricket one minute down next minute on the, on mm. top of the world mm. like that's how they felt like uh, especially like after the match mm. what they really need was just to clean their mind just to mm. you know forget about what happened and just mm. move forward mm. and that's what like mickey was emphasizing on mm. that's what sir faraz was emphasizing on but it happened mm. it happens like with pakistan more often than not but like it happens yes. so they just moved on and like they proved that you know This is our backyard. This is our home ground. Mm. Uh, you cannot, you cannot mess with us like in UAE. Mm. Like Yasser Shah. Also, I, I think the key difference is that uh, this game Pakistan was batting first. Last mm. game we were playing. In oh yes, the toss. I think that's a huge uh, difference because Pakistan in the fourth innings, you know, anything above one sixty, one seventy, as we saw, mm. it's very, very tricky. Mm. But batting first on what's usually a dead wicket on day one, we managed to take full advantage. In fact, we might have played a little bit faster in the first innings, if anything. but we did manage to put a big total on the board and then 
of course you need big players to respond to hmm. these situations and yasir shah was come at the moment come at the man yeah or as they say these days yasir shah was clutch as hmm. the term is that hmm. he was a big player in a big situation so he hmm. was clutch for us in this game he just single handedly got us the win clutch so why not gear break because uh, clutch. because that's what's the because not automatic he cannot drive a manual car But also like you need a car to go places always. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. If you have a car, you can always go anywhere. But never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I think that really helped was Pakistan back to following the template laid by Misbah. Mm-hmm. Back first in the UAE, mm-hmm. bore the bore the opposition, just tired them out, just uh, just play, just bat for two days. Excellent uh, point. And after that, just you know, roll them over, roll them uh, over quickly. Like after day three, you know, in UAE, like day three, the pitch starts. spinning up at day 4 day 5 which is utter madness so that's the template they followed and that's where they won an excellent point you know i was going to raise that and uh, uh, there were there was uh, even i on twitter and so many other people on social media they said pakistan's batting really slow and what kind of run rate is this and i agree with it but you know one good thing that came out of batting for two days is that you know uh, by the time the, uh, the the kiwis were batting the pitch was like you said it was already you know started to started to spin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and pakistan batted two days they should have got over 450 runs in two days close to two days they got uh, only 419 that is uh, not the kind of batting we are looking uh, at in modern day cricket when we were trying to promote mm-hmm. test uh, cricket but but what it did was that you know it you know the time they took out the game the pitch started to spin uh, you saw that when uh, yasser was bowling from i think ball 1 when the ball pitched and uh, on, on at the pitch there would be a puff of dust mm-hmm. so that is i think the result of batting two days but having said all that two days shouldn't be 419 runs it should be close to even if you batting in 1906 it should be 500 runs but when uh, the 419 they made new zealand couldn't make that in two innings combined so like no no that's another thing but, that's another but, thing but i agree do we honestly expect new zealand to get out for 19 the third test again you know that was no normally way. in the second innings they fought back and made 300 plus so in the that first innings great achievement if they made close to 200 in the first innings that would have meant they would have played for another two three sessions you would have been talking day five session no, three but then, but then pakistan wouldn't have fall given them the follow on because pakistan sets this template like they but like, i think this was the second time they like uh, set the follow on in a while if if pakistan played at a run rate of even 3 They would have say gotten another 25 30 overs they are talking almost one session you know mm. three is not even asking for too much in modern day test cricket 2.6 or 2.7 yeah that's, that's not wrong that's i wrong. agree it was, it's like it was very slow but like you have to realize cricket like while it's played on the pitch it's also a mind game a psychological game that you're playing with the opposition they were you're trying to tire them out they were tiring themselves and like they were setting this thing uh, this thing in the kiwis mind that okay we've batted two days now if If the Kiwis cannot even bat for a day, mm. or if they're like you know, if they cannot bat two days, then the Kiwis will feel automatically under pressure to oh, we have to bat two days. Oh, if we cannot bat two days, then then you know and, we can't follow what they've done, and automatically they they feel lower, yeah. and automatically they feel under pressure to perform. And if they were batting at three, <coughs> three and a half, maybe they would have lost wickets, and that was another thing that they had in their mind to sort of play it very safe, extremely safe, not play too many strokes. play uh, strokes uh, and uh, run scoring shots only when the ball was absolutely there to be hit but another point that i want to bring into everyone's notice and discuss is that pakistan initially whichever who batsman came new to the crease 
for the first two hours or something they weren't able to take singles the rotation of the strike was wasn't good and this is a problem that is uh, being uh, sort of biting pakistani batsmen from a long time i'm not going to say uh, wherever it's biting them but it's biting them but you can choose the place in the body wherever it's uh, biting them but uh, uh, it has been a problem yeah rotating the strike has always been a problem like uh, but again it's always been a problem like uh, the last best rotator of strike i remember was javed that i don't remember him like except for watching highlights i do you're right but like javed me other from what i've heard and what i've seen in the highlights he was an excellent rotator but he was supposed to play uh, karachi player once again sarfaraz thank you <laughs> you are not so true i mean karachi players whether it's asar shafiq or sarfaraz or javed miadad or even fawad alam the unlucky fawad alam they could then just drop their wrists and you know play the ball with soft hands and run and they when you are playing with soft hands you can then play the ball late also and maneuver it in mm-hmm. the gaps and when you can do that you can go for uh, singles uh, so all karachi batsmen can do that because you guys are very street smart well thank you like <laughs> I, i won't have <laughs> the compliment you would like uh, to add something to this and then we'll um, like to uh, go and uh, we would like to talk about the pakistani openers also once we you know sort of discuss this I think this is um in double rotation of strike I think it's an issue that definitely needs a little bit of um work to be done on like even in this match Azhar Ali was run out for 81 yeah. I believe um and before this also there were uh, multiple instances of like just poor running between the wickets like that comical yeah. run out with Azhar Ali We do have the world record for most mm-hmm. run outs in test match cricket Yes so you know this is something that we need to work on uh, in general rotating the strike and um running between the wickets in general just knowing how to find those gaps and but all. i think it's high t- high time for grant flower who's been the coach for uh, a long time now a couple of years at least to uh, sort of uh, address this situation now that pakistani batsmen in order to in- uh, improve the run rate and score around 3 3 and a half in test match cricket which is what they'll have to do in uh, certain parts of the world they'll have to maneuver and traditionally the asian batsmen have got good wrists they can you know play uh, uh, the ball softly and maneuver with the wrist played at late so shouldn't be a problem what happened what i have seen is that initially it happens to pakistani uh batsmen once they uh, you know 30 35 runs into their innings then they start taking the singles better also so it's a confidence thing you think yeah i think the confidence psychological uh, psychological problem it's just like once you're said because they're just feeling confident it's all about confidence and you know how well you to believe in yourself because they know that they're not famous for their running so hmm. it's always in the back of their mind it's always in the back of your mind you know that Oh, I cannot. And I, if I try to run, I might get run out. Mm. But it's. I think it's just that fear and that you know, uh, under conf, and un, un, being under confident about running between the wickets that Absolutely. that actually like hampers more than it uh, improves. Okay. I, I, I agree uh, with Daniel. It's just a psychological issue. If you're doing it like a little later in your innings mm. and you weren't doing it before, that means it's a psychological. Issue. We will. Uh, I have a question, and we will talk talk about the psychological issues and how they can be addressed. But we are going to be talking about the Pakistani openers now, and uh, there is a question. that uh, adil riaz sent uh, to me uh, during the week and he asked about hafiz uh, whether he should be going to uh, sa or uh, what is his future um, as an opener i see no future for hafiz because also he is not taking wickets because the the change of uh, you know mm-hmm. in his action after um, all that rubbish um, he's had to change his action and he's not very confident to, uh, and he hasn't uh, bowled that well to the left handers hasn't picked up those wickets that he used to pick up and as an opener 
I don't see him. Uh, I mean, he's not an opener. A couple of um, uh, weeks ago, Ramiz Raja said that if you want to play, um, if you want to play uh, Hafiz, then he should be ideally playing in the middle order. But yeah. there is no place for him in the middle order. So I don't see a place for Hafiz, even though. Uh, I, I when I'm watching him and when he's playing those shots, he plays them so stylishly, and the ball when he uh, middles the ball, it goes to the boundary in a jiffy, and it it's like it's on a billiard table. So he's such a beautiful player, such a good timing player, but then see his his shots know, are very stylish and they mm. always look good. But the problem is more often than not they do not come out properly. Mm. Like you like that. I think temperament. The, that, yeah, temperament. The biggest problem. Or short 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 uh, short selection. No, I think it's more of temperament because usually mm. like uh, especially like if you're a test match opener, you you shouldn't be playing away from your body and mm. poking at balls outside of mm. the fourth stump. Mm. And, and that's what Hafiz is mostly guilty of doing. Hmm. He always pokes outside the off stump. He always gets caught behind, and he always just you know. Uh, so he's not out. strong outside his off stump. He doesn't know where his off stump is. That is his main problem. And, and again, and Stark. So, if you remember how many times Stark got him out five stain, times. Stain. Uh, oh, sorry, Stain. Yeah. Stain got him out five five no, times. Five times. I was actually uh, like on my way here. I, I just stumbled upon this video where Stain got him out fifteen. And he signaled with yeah. his hand five. And then eventually, like Stain laughed. Like in, in their career, Stain has got him out fifteen times now. Oh. Fantastic and, stat. And Mazhar would be really par- proud of your stat, my friend Mazhar. <laughs> I, I love stats. I'm a very, I'm a very big fan of Mazhar Ashim, by the way. If you're like, oh. saying hi, Mazhar. Hey, Mazhar. Uh, this is my uh, son, Nasherwan's uh, friend, uh, Danny. Chicken Tikka, he loves you. And we all, of course, uh, loved your work. Um, of course, your story. I mean, it's fantastic how you gave up, gave up everything in your life and just packed your bags. Um, six, seven years ago, I remember, and uh, you, I think the first tour you made was, I think, to South Africa, I, uh, if I'm not wrong, and fantastic. We just love your work, and you're just a fantastic guy. Anyways, um, so Mazhar um, had another very nice stat, and that was about Yasser Shah, and we oh, cannot. Yes. He, if he picks up uh, his 200 wicket, uh, wicket in the next match, which is going to be his 33rd match, he's going to be the fastest. He's going to be the fastest. By three uh, matches. By three matches because the the gentleman who picked up um, 200 wickets uh, faster than um, than of course uh, uh, Yasser. Yasser is uh, was, yes it was 1926 80 years yeah yeah very mazal sun lo sun lo ye dekh lo ye bhai isko train karo hamare bacche ko and uh, of course um, you know that is uh, just fantastic I mean. Uh, how if he can uh, get it done and I'm sure he can because it just uh, looks like he's went on uh, on his way and um, me and Nasherwan were discussing that if he, uh, we take care of him and he avoids injuries and all, he's only 32 years old and he's a spinner, he can easily play up to 37, 38, even 39. Even by 40, and that would mean that he'd be close to 500 wickets, which is going to be fantastic. The only for problem is, uh, is possibly his fitness because he already has some back injuries, hmm. and uh, we we've been overballing him a lot. Like uh, he's, I think the most uh, he he is the baller who has balled the most overs hmm. this year or like in the past two years something like that. I don't. We'll know confirm that. with Mazhar and let you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but again, like even in the even in the last match in the second innings, he put like forty four point five overs or something. Like mm. 
that's like almost half a uh, half half a day of consecutive bowling. So if we do not manage him properly, then mm. we could be in serious problem in the future. By the way, the gentleman who took uh, uh, two hundred wickets in thirty six matches, his name was uh, Claire Grimmett, and that was eighty two years ago. And actually, Mazar sent me this uh, stat, so thank you, Mazar. And uh, you know, uh, so that was so long ago, and uh, and and the and the bowling from the rough. We have to discuss that when he was coming around the wicket. and he took those wickets and uh, i was telling uh, nasherwan and i even wrote on the social media that y- yasir and this was by the way before he took the wickets i said that he'll have to bowl from uh, around the wicket and bowl into the rough that uh, uh, the new zealanders had uh, created uh, so you know um, and, and what uh, fantastic bowling from the rough and uh, some of the wickets were just a treat to watch the bowls and the lbws the, the wicket to dismiss nickels in the first innings mm. and to dismiss williams in the mm. second innings mm. this perfect perfect leg breaks like. and, and he's someone mashawan who doesn't yeah. bowl too many googlies also he uh, depends he largely on his uh, leg break leg, leg break yeah i think it's just the consistency of how many questions he asks you know like uh from the batsman yeah yeah like when you're when you're difficult to play against and you're mm. going to induce mistakes as mm. well you know you're mm. going to also psychologically be this over the batsman just want to play you know and that's just and how survive. he can the pitch in the same area and that flight that yeah, beautiful again you know it's, it's just a hallmark of a great player it's just to be a consistent threat mm. in that sense you know just mm. to always be bothering and asking questions you know i mean do you agree if i say that uh, you know when you're watching leg spinners that's the most beautiful thing one can sort of uh, uh, in test match cricket or any form of cricket when you're watching a leg spinner when he's on song bowling that those leg spinners and uh, you know even googlies although Yasser is working on his googlies he's he can still improve he bowled a few in this match but not too many yeah i mean leg spin is for, for me i fell in love with the sport watching the 2005 ashes hmm. and uh, getting to watch uh, Shane Warne even toward, though he was toward the end of his hmm. career hmm. Shane Warne was just an artist hmm. in that sense you know um, when it like Murli Dharan has more wickets for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like just watching Shane Warne at his best mm-hmm. versus Murli Dharan at his best, mm-hmm. Shane Warne because leg spin is just an art. Mm-hmm. The way the great leg spinners bowl, it's just artistic, and Yasir Shah is definitely right up there with the best. So fantastic. He, I mean, I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his bowling. I uh, watched it here on my sofa uh, in Ankara, which is a beautiful city. And I, last time, I think I told you guys that I sort of procured this uh, box. and where, from which i can see uh, every match and it was so lovely i mean uh, watching this and, and i really enjoyed it so uh, actually the bowling which is the number one bowling side in the world uh, in the world and so it's done well for pakistan and uh, the batting always lets us down but this test match i think the batsman heard everyone's uh all kind of abuses that were being hurled at them and all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of thing and I, trust me i'm also one of them who's saying all kinds of thing i i said that you know and and so truth they've been failing i mean all the test matches we won at least 90% are won because our bowlers but this time the batsmen also came to the party they were very slow and there is a question about that also uh, a question about uh, haris sohail's uh, strike rate which is only um, uh, which was only 33 by the way but he got a big 100 for pakistan this uh, question is sent by uh, kashif and he wants to know if uh, uh, 33 uh, personal strike rate and 2.38 team strike rate We've already discussed this. We've already discussed this. I think. Just Harris, you know, why was he so slow? 
I think like uh, because he was following the team plan that hmm. the team had, you just placed hmm. uh, place yours, set yourself in, hmm. just block, block, tire them out, and just you know play long, play better until you get out. Just, just, just sleep on the, just go and sleep on the pitch. And to his credit and also, just we, annoy them. Uh, to his credit also, we must also. I mean, most of you, I'm sure, know that he's a stroke play, player by nature. Uh-huh. He likes playing uh, his strokes, uh, Haris Sohel, but. Uh, to follow the team uh, plan rightly mentioned by uh, Daniel, uh, he was following the team plan and he wasn't being a hero. Very often what happens with our batsmen is that, uh, you know, they don't follow the team plan. And if they play one or two good strokes, then, uh, you know, the third ball that will come their way, they'll also try and repeat that stroke, even though if the ball doesn't deserve a stroke. And that's how we lose our wickets, Sir Nasharwan. Because um, you are doing a lot of stuff here in Ankara with your university, your university, you are um, the president of the BIH. So you know what a, how your team has to follow the plan and how irritating it is when they don't follow it. Just a question so we can sort of explain I mean, what yeah, uh, Daniel was I have saying. To, I have to work with Daniel so I can vouch for the irritating <laughs> part of things. But um, apart from that, I think it's very, very important for game players show an adaptability mm. to circumstances and mm. to game plans. Mm. Um, yeah, we keep talking about horses for courses, but then horses sometimes also have to adapt themselves. Mm. Uh, um, and it's great to see players like Haris Sohail also adapting to this plan. Mm. I'm not a fan of it, and I don't think we should make it a regular tactic because it won't work this well every time. But in it a worked for Mizba for like so many years. Oh, Mizba is such a calm, collected human being. He's an educated man. Most of all, I think it's very important. I'm not saying that every player should go to university or should be with university educated. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm what I'm saying is that there is a difference when one of the players is so educated. He's been to university. He's a calm and collected figure, a father figure. In fact, I'm writing in my book the difference between a skipper and a captain. When you read that book, you will know what I'm saying. But in my opinion, Misbah certainly is a skipper because he took us out of that time, the 2010 uh, turmoil we were in. And so uh, that makes him more than a captain. It makes him a skipper. He uh, took us to number one position in test matches. That takes him to to being a skipper, not a captain. Uh, He produced players, uh, younger players, uh, you know, Azhar Ali, Babar Azam, all these guys, you know, were started to develop during his time, Sarfaraz. So, th- this is also his contribution to Pakistan cricket. So, he's a captain. So, you know, Mizbah is another kettle of fish. Uh, uh, and, of course, big favorite. So, you will start me on this uh, rhetoric. But let's just talk about ba- Babar Azam. Uh, he batted really well, back very maturely. Uh, it used to be Asad Shafiq's position, number six. Mm-hmm. But he's now taken up the number six position, Babar Azam. And uh, Asad Shafiq, Shafiq has gone up the order. So what do you make of um, this change? There is a question by Adil also who is asking the same question that at number 6, do we think uh, if Babar Azam should uh, be batting up at number 3 or number 6? My, uh, uh, my opinion is that he is doing well at number yeah, 6 yeah. now. When Asad Shafiq was batting well at number 6, also I didn't want him to change. But yeah, I, Asad had to because yeah. there was a void left by Nisba and Nunes. So yeah. Like, so, so now when Asad had, had to, Babar will have to embrace this position and he's done really well at yeah, number he, six. Yeah. Uh, like uh, before he moved to number six, when he was playing at number three or number four, uh, mm-hmm. his, his 
st- uh, test statistics were like not that good and he wasn't performing up to his standards up to his talent and as soon as he moved to number 6 huh. he started performing even against australia he got around ni- on 99 he was batting at number 6 huh. this time he finally got his first century so i think number 6 suits him right now and uh, because in test matches number 3 number 4 is a very big responsibility huh. and uh, i don't think babar is up for it at this stage of his test match career to take up the responsibility uh-huh. maybe in uh, in limited overs but not in test matches okay right and when we were talking about hafiz there was there was there was another very blunt question from uh, majur about uh, hafiz and the question we've already addressed he he, was, uh, he wanted to ask if he's uh, uh, he should be going to south africa and we've already said no uh, because of the wickets there, because of uh, because of Dale Stain there, Dale Stain on the <laughs> <of> bounce, Hafiz <laughs> uh, I mean, being a injured. Let's be hopeful for Hafiz. But even then, injured, I mean, yeah. like, there'll be Philander, there'll be Abada. I mean, there'll be you know. Nigidi. Nigidi is injured. He probably yeah. will miss our series, but uh, still there'll be quality fast bowlers. So no, Hafiz Majur. Um, that is what our say is. And so we already addressed the um, uh, Babar Azam uh, question, and um, there, there was, you know, a question about uh, about our domestic structure. Should it be improved? Should it be debar- departmental? Should it be uh, uh, regional? This question is sent by Daniel. So not me, not you, Daniel, but uh, <laughs> one of our uh, friends on social media, Daniel. Uh, he sent it, and he wants to know what form of uh, structure do we favor, departmental or regional? No, uh, okay. I'll just say one thing about this. We do not need any more changes. It's already changing every year. We sh- whatever the structure is, just keep it like it is right now. Just like maintain some stability. I, I agree with that. Consistency like is very, very important. So much. And I mean, you see, the team's doing pretty okay hmm. these days. No, no, we have from, right now. We have both systems like going. From, yeah. Uh, the some tournaments are uh, you know regional, like, regional some are and some are just. Yeah. Uh, Departmental. Basically, I mean, you know, what is? It's 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 very very risky to change things. Um, at this point, I would agree with Daniel. I think that we're doing really well in T20 cricket. We're showing potential in Test match cricket as well. ODIs have been not that good, but I think we can but, uh, get there. There are some problems. There is our first class structure has to improve. Yeah, there the is no question about that. I don't think that we should be focusing more. Uh, on whether it should be departmental-wise or regional-wise. We have to take one side. I mean, yeah, they can't be both. R- right, I, I, like right now how it works is like they have departments and... Uh, regional both. Regional both at yeah. the same time. I'm in favor of that because it's working well. The only thing I'm more in favor of right now, right now is the pitches. Like this season, like the pitches were horrible. Like people get, uh, teams getting out in 130s, 140s, 200s mm. consecutively, especially in a, in a country like Pakistan, which is known as, you know... A batting friendly, ba- batting friendly. But then when it, it get, becomes too friendly, also people are not very yeah, happy that you can get, get 500 runs. So yeah, you can. You should not get 500 runs in every inning. You, you should not be dismissing teams under 200 in every inning. It should. Is this the batting? The, is this is this is this the batting failure? Is this the bowling fail, no. failure or the pitch failure? It's the pitch and the ball failure, in my opinion. Ball. Yeah, I think I think you would speak something. You you have to speak something about that, like because you like Duke balls. Oh, I love I love <laughs> the Duke ball. I mean, I hate the Kookaburra ball with a passion. I feel I you know the the there have been discussions on my radio shows, TV shows, and most of you already know my feeling about the ball. I feel the Kookaburra ball. I mean, in 15 overs the um, the scene just vanishes. There is no scene. 
uh, and and the bowlers are you know become redundant with that. It's just the quality of our bowlers who can still get uh, teams out. The bowlers mostly the correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mostly the uh, standard now in the cricketing world. It's used in more. No, not in no, not in all countries. You go to England. Yeah, but England. Yeah, I know England uses the most cricket. Yeah. But, but apart from England, most of the other countries are using Kugabur, aren't they? Australia uses it. India is not using it. They're using their own ball called SG ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like a duke. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel that, you know, there should be a uniform ball and everyone should play with that ball, which should be the duke's ball and all test cricket should be played with that because we are doing rankings, we are comparing players, mm-hmm. we are, uh, you know, uh, making all these stats. So, I feel it becomes unfair if some players are playing with the Kukabura, some series, and then there are other series uh, where... Well, well, then you can say it's unfair that some in some, some series they're playing in Australia, some series they're playing in India, if you like. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying you, is you that... You can't compare them uh, uh, because of no, difference of ball. You, know, you can't what? compare them because of difference of pitches, difference in, of conditions. I, I agree there should be different pitches there should be all kind of different pitches there should be the batting pitch there should be the spinning pitch there should be a balanced pitch and my favorite pitches are by the way in england and because they offer help to the batsman to the bowler and um, the ball keeps swinging till the 80th over it's so much fun to watch the mm-hmm. stadiums are beautiful the the crowd of course is beautiful uh, so i'm sorry i'm just being uh, biased but the thing is that you know it's just great cricket so why not have duke ball everywhere i mean you know Especially in Pakistan and Pakistan cricket. Well, that is something that uh, the PCB should look at. But mm. right now, what we should look at is the mm. next question. Which yes. Is... Yes, and you know, we've got some really important questions and we already addressed uh, quite a few of them. I'm uh, trying to find out if we've uh, missed uh, one, one. Yes, th- there's another one which is about PSL. And it uh, the question says that uh, if there should uh, be more stars and we should be playing in the UAE like we are playing right now, mm-hmm. or there should be uh, fewer uh, stars and we should be playing uh, in front of a bigger crowd in Pakistan. And this question is by Majur. And this is a very interesting question. Whether we should be playing in UAE with all these international stars or we should be playing more of the PSL matches in Pakistan with fewer stars, but bigger crowds i think it's a very that's a very complicated hmm. issue um because for multiple reasons um i like what the pcb is doing with the formula that's slowly bringing it back to pakistan hmm. that's a very logical formula that you know P, the foreign players get attracted to the league itself hmm. and then you know for example peshawar zalmi's foreign players are now uh, they went last year hmm. it's already been announced that all of them will travel this year as well hmm. So with, Great credit to Javed Afridi and Sammy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But with this kind of a positivity and when they give a positive review, mm-hmm. the others will also be more keen to join eventually. Mm-hmm. To move it back completely, it's a bit too risky, I think. You look know, at certain security situation and all still certain things aren't certain. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but let's not drag politics into it right now. But like with the Chinese consulate and all, there's still some um, pro- problems left. So I think I really like the formula that the PCB is taking in. And it should slowly be tapered back in. Okay, well, you think that, you know, uh, if, if it has to come to Pakistan, it should come slowly. And it is coming slowly. Yes. This time, there are going to be eight matches, which yes. is a good number. And the Pakistani crowds uh, will have a good chance to enjoy. Last time, there were so many, such fewer matches in Pakistan that, you know, I uh, I, I got like a hundred calls for people to uh, sort of get them tickets and all. And uh, 
by the way last moment calls and and i told each one of them that maybe i could have done something for you if you called me like a week ago but last moment i mean there was absolutely nothing uh-huh. that could be so i'm going to karachi during psl this season oh okay well we'll try and get you a ticket <laughs> and um, hopefully uh, and that could happen if i'm involved in the uh, in the thing we definitely try and accommodate you i'll be i'll be not going to give my final exam you, 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 you remember the part uh, where you mentioned that i worked with him uh, yeah i don't authorize this leave and and another last question is very interesting uh, question is about the lack of temper of pakistani batsmen they are getting 40 runs and they think they have done all the work and they are uh, done with their innings how can we change 30 40 runs into big hundreds and what is the problem with the pakistani batsmen this question is also sent by majoor majoor this is a very interesting question how i would like to address this i will give you a little story and the story is about i was watching this show on uh, one of the really good uh, british channels it was a story about pat cash the tennis player and how when he won his uh, wimbledon championship he uh, his psychologist helped him now over the years i've been trying to propagate this idea i even called a psychologist uh, um, uh, taimur on my show a few years ago he was from england he already helped a few pakistani players there are sportsmen who been helped by a uh, psychologist over the last 30 years this pat cash stories about 15 years old i think 15 20 years old so he said pat cash said that he was when he was about to win um, you know the the wimbledon title he was playing against uh, jim courier his suddenly just before winning his his body just froze and the crowd was cheering jim courier so much that he didn't know what to do so suddenly he looked towards his um, psychologist sports psychologist who told him to up his body language and he he made a gesture which made um, uh, pat cash understand that he has to up his body language so similarly i feel that um, with any professional sports outfitted whether it's a pakistan cricket team england cricket team and by the way india also used a psychologist with their team uh, a few years ago any outfit would need a psychologist there should be a psychologist sports psychologist their job is to get 100 percent out of uh, the sportsman and to help them get over their difficulties for instance 30s 40s could be transformed into 80s 100s by body language helping them through their problems maybe they having some domestic issues the sports psychologist could help them get over all that and the nervousness everything like the last test match i mean we only needed 25 runs and six or seven batsmen couldn't do it it was like you know um, yeah i mean i mean and such uh, matches i mean you guys can now contribute that a sports psychologist is a must it, of course it is um sports psychology is an increasingly important field there's increasing research being done into it as well uh, it's very very um it's very important to consider the fact that when we're talking about 30s and 40s it doesn't show a lack of technique or a lack mm. of form it's not 0 to 10 or 0 to 15 which mm. we share that it's a lack of technique or no well, form. hard work's done when 30, you're on 30 30 40 means that you're you've been at the crease for a while you're mm. playing your shots mm. and you've made a reasonable amount of runs mm. when a batsman has an average of 14 over their career they're considered mm. to be a very good batsman absolutely but um when you're getting out in 40 on a regular basis it's purely up in your head somewhere mm. Mm. it's not a technical problem that's so, what yeah. psychologists will help yeah, you yeah that that is exactly why so chicken tikka what's your um, take on it 
Well, my take is that a sports psychologist is important because yeah. like I'm Mickey, glad we because Mickey has been like especially after the first time Mickey Yaffer was like constantly like he was saying that I have asked the board for sports psychologist. But we don't but have a psychologist one. as yet. Yeah, we we don't, and we should care about. I like, think I think it's well, listen, there are a couple of things that I'd like to add to this. One yes, is please. that like uh, there's, I think it regards a bit of like there's a bit of stigma about psychologists hmm. and within society hmm. itself. Hmm. You know, so it's not, exactly. yeah. for people, which is not the case at all. You know, everyone at some point in their lives could need a psychologist. They're not crazy. They just need help. Exactly. Uh, and um, <laughs> another another thing that's really important is that there's so much into this. Like, I'll just give a very small story. When I went to our Arsenal Stadium tour, being an Arsenal fan this um, summer, they even for Arsenal's dressing room, mm-hmm. they even made the cushions of the seat where they sit during half time mm-hmm. with research to get the blood flow moving at optimal levels. That is the kind of different sports uh, needs. So sports psychologists is a huge category which can make a huge difference to our performance. Mm-hmm. We might not think of it as such, but mm-hmm. even a 5 to 10% improvement in game or game mentality mm-hmm. make, could make a huge difference out on the field. Absolutely agreed. So, you know, I was suggesting this uh, psychologist, his name was Temur, and he told me that he almost got a contract with the, uh, he was working with the UAE team and he almost got a contract with uh, PCB. PCB during the Vakar Yunus tenure, but just at the last moment, someone vetoed it. And uh, so it didn't happen. And then the whole whole situation was totally lost for years and years. I mean, now we don't know, but see, we are very strongly suggesting that there should be a psychologist to address the problem of performance enhancement, improvement, difficulties that our batsmen in particular faced when they're in 30s, 40s and their freeze situations are like the last test match when 25, 30 runs were needed and then everyone froze. It was like Frozen Princess or some, what's that uh, cartoon movie that was frozen? Frozen. Yeah, frozen. It was like frozen all over with the Pakistan cricket team. So, you know, we need to uh, do these things, these technical issues. When I meet Asan Mani Saab, I'm going to very strongly suggest it. And let's see what uh, he can come up with. He's a very, very reasonable uh, gentleman, real uh, classy uh, man. I interviewed him a few years ago. So I'm going to put this up to him that Pakistan team needs a psychologist. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens then. And um, so now, uh, I mean, this is what it is. Series at 1-1, locked at 1-1. And the last test match in Abu Dhabi, we have to consider that the the response by the uh, New Zealanders in the last innings was fantastic, over 300 runs. And though I was, I'm actually not a very pro, pro follow-on person. I don't like follow-ons. So I was thinking, Are yaar, khud batting kar lete, ek session, 150 runs, what I was trying to say is that I don't like follow-ons. We could have batted one session and maybe given them a target of 450 and then that would have been curtains for New Zealand. But we didn't uh, do that. We did go for the follow-on. But the response that we got was an excellent one from the New Zealanders. They got over 300 runs. Minus any big innings from Williamson. Minus. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if he got 70-80, then Pakistan could have been in a little bit of trouble. So how do you see the last test match in Abu Dhabi? Well, I'm just going to say it's going to be a cracker of a match. Absolutely. uh, New Zealand are going to come out all guns blazing because mm. like to win in UAE is always mm. a big thing especially mm. for like South Africa, England, New Zealand, Australia. Mm. Australia couldn't do it. Any change, uh, team changes in Pakistan maybe do you think Abbas looked a bit jaded? Do you think so? Well, uh, 
Arumani Swami, yeah, like, uh, he's been playing a lot and bowling a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he can be rested, not dropped. Rested, rested. rested. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, because, uh, I heard some people uh, complain, like, oh, Abbas isn't uh, picking up wickets. Uh, he's just a one series wonder. And, no, like, no, no. That's and, like, this, this, these are the sort of people I hate. Like, I genuinely loathe from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. Like, he <laughs> plays, oh, he oh, plays oh, too... Uh, emotional. He plays yeah. amazingly. He doesn't play well for, like... He doesn't... Not, I'm not saying he didn't play well. Not really well. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he didn't yeah. play well. He doesn't take wickets for two matches and people just lose their shit. Like, oh my god, like, he's just a one-match wonder and, and all of that. All of that, like... I like emotion. Come on, come on. Good, good. Okay, let's bring the temperature down a little bit. I love, love, love the same one. Come on, the what do you got to say about the, the changes maybe in the yeah. New Zealand team or the Pakistan team? Come on, quickly. Philosophy. Uh, I just say that I don't think uh, New Zealand are going to make many changes as well. Well, they should. What about Saudi? What about Colin DeGrand? Oh. Yeah, I, know, that? I mean, they're going to bring in Saudi, I feel. Saudi, they yeah. might bring in they Saudi. Might they might that, drop actually. Saudi as well. Yeah. Saudi yeah, didn't bowl well. Um, but as the question about Abbas, I think we should play him for one simple reason that um, it's a big match mm. and he's a big match player. Mm. Like I, I understand that like he may be tired and he might need a rest, mm. but I don't think this is the game where we should rest our best players. Mm. Because New Zealand did play really I well. I think you'll fit in so well. In the Pakistani management, I think they're thinking exactly like this. They're probably not going to make a change to the winning out, uh, outfit unless there's an injury. So I think you are just a right fit, Nasharwan, for the Pakistani and this management. Is not, like the only change they can make, like if they draw a bus, they have to bring in Shine Shafi and mm. like as much and as give him confidence. No, but as much for as the like, SS series. No, but like Shine Shah, as much as like him, you cannot bring a player on debut. In a series deciding match, especially in a series that is going so. So, what I'm trying to say is that if they bring him in South Africa on debut, that's as bad. But like, that, that won't be just, like if they bring him in like the first or second match, that won't be the decided match. Right? This is a decided match, and like it's it's pressure, and pressure gets to you. If he performs badly, then you know the Pakistani crowd mentality. They'll say. Oh, he can only play one year. So, Bilal's... Uh, okay. So, no changes and Bilal's also probably going to play because Pakistan, I feel, don't have another option right now on tour as far as the off-spin yeah. bowling is Shadab concerned. Shadab is yeah. arrested. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's no point playing two uh, leg spinners. I mean, I wasn't a big... I mean, I really enjoyed it when uh, McGill and uh, Shane Wan played together. I mean, it was a treat. But personally, I don't feel Shadab is yet developed into a test match bowler. But he did play well. Like, when Yasir was injured, he, he like... And the way Not he batted, like, that well, he but yes, he his all down status, like, oh yeah, yeah, against Ireland uh, also he played yeah. well. And uh, what about Imam? What do you think? Where is he going? I mean, there's lots of uh, speculation about him, and there's a lot of nonsense. By the way, I think it's utter nonsense when people say that he's in Imam's uh, nephew, and that's why he's playing. I don't believe in that. You could be anyone's nephew if you don't perform in four Test matches. You are going to be out of the team. So if you are in the team, you are going to be. If you want to stay in the team, you are going to be. You will have to work hard. You will have to perform. So what's your take on that? I love the guy. Like he, yeah. Like he he has good technique. Uh, uh, he has confidence. Like uh, I saw an interview of him recently where where he mentioned like how he worked hard, how like he used to play, how he wasn't actually interested in cricket in the first place. Yeah. But then he just played well. He played and then he got confidence. And then in the Inter nineteen World Cup, he performed really well. He was I think the a second top scorer. Uh, mm. I'm glad you're saying that because you know we have a habit of wasting uh, you know if uh, Shoaib Muhammad is uh, Hanif Muhammad's uh, son we'll uh, waste him if Professor Iqbal 
is Javed Miyadad's nephew. We'll waste him. Uh, and now uh, Inzamam, uh, Imam is Inzamam's nephew. We'll waste him. So please concentrate on what he's doing. And if he's not, well. yeah, I mean he's, he's learning. Player. He's a good player. Yes, I would yes, like. Yes, I would yes, love yes, it yes. if Fakhar and him can open together. That'd be like I would enjoy it so much. Two left-handers, Amir Sohail and yes, uh, Saeed Anwar, all over again. I mean, fantastic. Be so much fun. And I'm a big, big fan of Fakhar, and I would want him to come back into Test matches as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I think Fakhar Zaman is also one of the players we should definitely be having in our team. 100%. I would just like to say that I agree he, with you 100%. That could be, he, he could be the Warner maybe in a few years? What? Pakistan's Warner? Yes, definitely. That is or exactly. Pakistan's Fakhar. Oh. Fakhar. 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 This is good fun. Yeah, yeah, she's a bit weak, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm Fakhar. Fakhar. Not can you pronounce 2022? 2020. Yeah. He wants to put on this accent all the time, no? Mr. Nosherwan is he's, he's a British pretentious. He wants some crisp with his teeth. You must give me credit that I am not. <laughs> well, I'm his mother, but I'm well, not. God knows where he picks up all this. Well, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Nosherwan is he's kind of thing, huh? No, no, no. Just mean, teasing you. You're a great yeah, guy. I think that's it for me, guys. Nasheron no, 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 is, is a great guy. He's a fantastic son. I'm uh, lucky to have him as my son. Really proud of his achievements. But uh, he likes to be a gentleman. He likes to have, uh, you know, wear an overcoat and scarf and do his hair in half an hour. So that's all okay. You're young. You can enjoy yourself. And uh, yeah, so just before we wind up and finish the show, we're about, and Daniel's staring at me, by the way, <laughs> absolutely giving me a Worst day of the century to uh, wants me to wind up. We decided we're not going to keep it very long. So, uh, what about England uh, and Sri Lanka? England, uh, one of the teams uh, who've gone to Sri Lanka, won a series. It's a rare thing. Uh, teams from the West don't go and win series in uh, Sri Lanka. So, it's uh, uh, fantastic. And Roots, uh, Root with his uh, lower up order batsman, uh, you know, um, Baystone's now actually batting up the order. But... Uh, Stokes, uh, Wokes, uh, Curran, and Stokes, Wokes, and Butler. Uh, 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 so uh, all these guys, I mean, they could be number one very soon. I actually disagree with that. Uh, I think with the Sri Lankan team, that's basically going nowhere, in my opinion. I don't see mm. a bright future at all for Sri mm. Lankan cricket, personally. I think mm. this is a very ominous sign for the future for Sri Lankan cricket. But even then, they pushed England close. In a couple yeah, of yeah, matches. both the test no, matches. In, in, in the last match, like the, the last wicket partnership, they it got England uh, very worried because yeah, uh, they got they, for I think they only won from forty runs and yeah, the forty end. runs and they were like uh, they lost the ninth wicket uh, like when they needed around hundred runs or something to win. So like mm. they stuck in there and like uh, it was a. Uh, no, I don't agree with Noshivan. I think Sri Lanka. Um, have lost players like, um, you know, Jayavardhane, Sangakara, recently Hirad, before that Mulli Dharan. So, in the last five, six years, they've lost a lot of their key players. And it's going to end that they were uh, hit by corruption and all that. I think the next two years or something, uh, these players, a couple of these young players, Russian, I was so impressed with. I mean, players like that are going to be improving and they will come back. And world cricket needs a strong Sri Lanka. So, I think they're going to come back. But... Nasharan might be right. I just hope they will, and I I see some good signs. Although I mean, when teams look uh, lose big players like that, they do take some time. Pakistan also. I mean, uh, Yunus Khan and of course uh, Misbah 
so there uh, were in a bit of trouble also and uh, perhaps some people say that last match could have been a bit of a result of that and you have to agree a little bit because uh, with Misbah and Yunus, they would have, uh, you know, uh, not panicked and uh, taken Pakistan through and Pakistan would have won the match by two wickets, not more, but two mm-hmm. wickets, but with them. So now, you know, when there is a, uh, you know, you lose big players, you do take a little bit of time to come back in. So I hope Sri Lanka uh, also figures nicely in international cricket pretty soon. And then just before we say bye to you, there is the cracker of a series coming up, which is the India-Australia series. First test match in Adelaide on uh, December the 6th. That's going to be a fantastic uh, series. We were just discussing off the air. Uh, my uh, Noshwan was saying, Because the television here in uh, Ankara, it's in our lounge and there's a really nice sofa right uh, opposite it. So because the time difference is such, it will start at 3 o'clock in the morning. So uh, a good suggestion, Noshwan, maybe I will sleep on the sofa. And uh, so I can watch most of that match, but it's going to be a fantastic match. I feel India is going to give Australia a hard time because Indian bowlers are pretty good. They've got a mm-hmm. good pace attack. Um, but uh, I'm not too sure about the Indian batsman. Last word and then we'll say I, bye. I'm going to go on a limb here and say the test series is going to be a draw. Really? Yeah. I think India is going to get a pretty good result. I think they're going to go back with the draw. It's a four test series, Yeah, right? I think I, I'm going for a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, it is for... Uh, yeah, it is possible. possible for a rub because Australia is not at the strongest right now. Mm. Like you saw, the, you saw them. Yeah, no, 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 Smith. No owner, no Smith. Injuries. Yeah. It's just that new coach, new management, new captain. So I think it'll take time for them to get back to where they were. So you're both saying uh, draw, huh? I'm not saying draw. I'm. Uh, I'm I, I should say Australia might win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm saying 2-1 to Australia. Yeah, That's two my one, thing. 2-1 two one two one to Australia. Two I one think one. there might be a draw somewhere. Although yeah. in modern day cricket, there are not many draws. So this brings us brings us to the end of uh, our show, our podcast, Slip Cotton. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, enjoyed the company of Daniel of Chicken Tikka Masala and Nosherwan of no, uh, Nosh, that is alias Uh, means alias so I hope you enjoyed uh, both of these uh, young chaps here and I hope you enjoyed whatever I had to say Um, and uh, so I will see you next week soon and uh, yeah keep enjoying keep enjoying life cheers bye